This podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than Canisations with Chris. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Canisations with Chris. I am your host, Chris. And what we like to do on this podcast is talk about everything that's going on in the cannabis community and highlight the people in the cannabis community. So this gentleman, I'm going to be honest with you, when did we meet? Do you remember when we first met? Because I've met, usually I start off the podcast and I say, hey, I met this person here, but I've seen you. Probably the Zen Barn for like October 1st when things opened up. Yeah. So that was probably boy. that was probably yeah when the I forget yeah I think Ari was throwing a little you know, a little celebration there yeah, I think yeah. that was when I first when I first met you okay all right but then we've talked a couple times yeah and, we've you know, talked uh, talked a couple since then yeah a little bunch of events and stuff yeah like we that. just ran it <clears throat> it's Vermont you can't you know what I'm saying <laughs> you gonna run into everybody yep, everywhere huh? that's right <laughs> well without further ado we got Joe Veldon of Seven Leaf Genetics. Thank you so much for coming up, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk. Absolutely. Um, you're in Hyde Park, right? We are. Oh, yeah. So that wasn't a far drive. No, no, no. It was yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, well, look. You know what I'm saying? Let's get right into it. Let's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Why don't you tell us a little bit about who, you know, Joe, smoking Joe is? Because <laughs> that was the reason why I always oh. remember Jews, because <laughs> you introduced yourself as Smoking Joe. And I was like, that's an easy one to remember. It, it is. And that's been a nickname for damn near three decades now. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So a little bit about me. I'm a 30-year grower. Yeah. I definitely like to do a lot of breeding. Um, I've been doing that almost as long. My degrees are in plant and soil sciences, so I understand the plant well. And I just, just love, you know, cultivating this, this wonderful plant. We got into the hemp industry, um, and that kind of allowed us to really do the breeding part of things. That was, that was a lot of fun, um, although difficult, Yeah. just the way, that, the way that the market played out. Yeah, I'm learning about the difficulties, not even the difficulties, yeah, the difficulties and the transition of different was it phenotypes, would you say? Mm-hmm. Phenotypes? Different yep. phenotypes and what people be saying that they is that they really ain't. And then when I've said what they are, they, people with your knowledge have been like, eh, it's probably not. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's so hard to tell. There's so many things that, you know, go into, you know, changing a phenotype. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, by definition, it's, you know, the result of, you know, the plant and its genotype being expressed to all the environmental conditions out there. So, yeah. You know, you could have a plant that is wet on one side, you know, the root system and dry because it's in sand on the other side. And yeah. you're going to get, you know, differences within a plant. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Um, we, uh, and just to let y'all know, he looked at my uh, three ladies in the back and he was very knowledgeable of what I was missing. Like he pulled up and was like, hey, you need this. And I was like heard i will do that you know what i'm saying and then he explained what it needs you know what i'm saying so he's very knowledgeable you said you have degrees right i do and what are the degrees if you so know? i have a bachelor of science from johnson state okay so in natural resources conservation oh plants, right down the sciences. street yep yeah, uh, yeah yeah and then i have a master's degree in again plant and soil sciences from yeah. penn state that's crazy i had um dan 
from 1791, and he went to Johnson as well. Hood. And he made it. He made it well known in the cat. What, what's what's y'all mascot? Badgers. Badgers. There's, Go Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a few of us. My my buddy uh, Brian Buchek does um, old old school farm. Old school. Right Where have I heard about old school? No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Brian. That's my dog. Yeah, yeah. So I was he, working with him for a while. He, he's a, he's my neighbor, and we were talking about you know just badger weed. Because there's a lot of us, uh, us old badgers that oh, are. It's yeah. right there in front of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the sticker right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we don't have a sticker today. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to do a sticker in an event because he didn't. He I didn't, didn't bring one. He didn't bring a sticker, but it's okay. <laughs> but he going to mail me one, and then we're going to get one up on this table before this podcast drops. There we go. I'll make sure that happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I like to post a picture of the sticker oh, okay. along with, you know what I'm saying? But I got you, you know, we got some tin. So I, yeah, know, I a, brought some samples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so in, in what goes into plant science? Because, I mean, or, or the soil? Because I've been trying and seeing and trying to figure out how to build my own soil. And a lot of people say that's a that's the best way to go is just build your own soil. So what what goes it, into Right. So um you know, I've seen people with with mixed results with with building your own soils. Okay. Um you know, it's it's not a there's recipes out there. You can get them on the internet. Um most of them work pretty well. Most of them you're still going to end up adding a little bit at the end just to kind of give it that extra charge um so it's not really like kind of a true living soil there are guys that are out there that are crushing it with living soils works great um you know and all that is is just you know the the microbes you know the different things that are within that that soil structure they they consume right they consume different things and then they excrete different things and that excretion you know provides sulfur or a a viable source of nitrogen or molybdenum or whatever you know one of the that's what that living soil does. It kind of, you know, it, it breaks things up and it, it consumes things and it just creates this, this living, you know, structure, this living area. Like I said, it. I've seen people with mixed results of it. Yeah. Um. You can buy bag stuff now, you know, that that have everything in there. Everything it's basically that you need, a living yeah. soil. Um. And again, I've seen again mixed results, but you know, a lot of that comes down to you know the grower themselves. Yeah. Right. How much t- attention are you paying to it? Are you letting your water dry out too much, too little? Are you overwatering? You know, like, do you know what you're doing? Do you, you know? There's all these other things that go into just using that. And you know, when you're using living soil, especially one that you're building, if you're not constantly watering it, or if it doesn't get too much and it dries out, then you're stopping that whole chain of microbes that are consuming each other to provide mm-hmm. everything within that the plant needs. If you're, if it somehow gets a drought, or it somehow gets overwatered and stagnated, and um, the plants, you know, all of a sudden that chain stops, and then you got to add something to kind of get it going get again. It going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. I'm learning this. I'm taking all this in. <clears throat> like I said, my ladies in the back, I need to get them going. They look good. I mean, yeah, they they look great. I mean, I everything's look- going into pre pre flower. Yeah. You know, we're right we're right at that stage. So you know, they're gonna need a lot of cow mag. Yeah, a lot of cow know? mag. And in your case, you need some nitrogen. Yeah, but. Nitrogen. Other than that, yeah, some nitrogen. Hey, man. And, and understand, too, you know, the plant does need nitrogen all the way through. You know, once they go into flower, they do need a little little shots of nitrogen. Like yeah. it, it's not a no more nitrogen once they're once they're in flower. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's cool. Man, yeah, that's what I need. Some, <laughs> some nitrogen. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about seven-leaf genetics and how it came to be in, in Hyde Park. 
Okay, so, um, wow. <laughs> we decided in 2018 um, that we were going to start a, a hemp breeding company. Mm -hmm. um, the hemp seed market we saw as a viable future. So, and with the, um, the passage of the hemp law, the hemp bill or the, uh, the farm bill that year, that kind of made things legal. It allowed us to be willing to put the money that was required to build a facility into the facility. Yeah. Um, you know, cause we could now get insurance and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't on the, on the shy. So we built out this facility and we were about, you know, like I said, about two thirds of the way through and COVID hit. Mm. So that kind of put a damper on just sales on breeding on everything thankfully our company we do a lot of consulting as well um and i was able to we had a couple clients that still grew quite a bit of hemp and they bought all their seed from us so we were able to kind of run the business that way but 90 percent of our sales came from one person so you know when that one person a couple years later said listen i can't get my workers into the country because of the covid you know um that went away. Thankfully, that kind of coincided with Vermont going legal. And my wife and I, who runs the, runs the operation with me, we made the decision to go ahead and shift into the THC market. Um, we also owned a, uh, a, tier two rec a tier two license out in Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, we've been running that since like 2015. And we decided we were gonna shut that down as well and just kind of concentrate on our little grow in Hyde Park. That's so that's that's where we're at. We finished the facility. We applied for the license, and like I said, I mean, we were three months, and they were impressed. We, you know, we already had a built facility, so yeah. when they came out to in inspect us, we already had everything that they were kind of looking for, as far as a tier two production facility. You said you bought some, uh, right? So yeah, so um, I brought you some Merlin's mints, and that's the Cush mints, a Cadillac Man Cross. Yeah, and that was. My dog Marilyn passed, or our dog Marilyn passed, January of 22. And that was one of the, the two of the strains that we were growing. That dog was a Cadillac man. <laughs> he, <laughs> he liked the luxury, so we thought it was an appropriate cross. It's the first one that's a seven-leaf genetics cross, that, you know, one that we did. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. And then I brought you some Widow Cake, which is the White Widow ice cream cake. Yeah. And that's just been a, it's just a winner. That's dope. Yep. Whatever we was smoking during the pre-interview was really awesome. <laughs> that, that's basically a, a mix of those two. And then we do a point break, which is a really high sativa. We do a lot of sativas. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I think sativas, <clears throat> I think that's is a good market because a lot of people are daytime smokers. You know yep. what I'm saying? And being active while smoking is the best because you can't just smoke some indica and be locked in you know what i'm saying yep. you can't expect so it's good that you're producing that line of you know what i'm saying Ac activity activity well, to, yeah so yeah. i don't know so there's the whole sativa bitch story sativa so, sativa, sativa bitch, bitch? My, my wife is the sativa bitch <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so well i would never say such a thing well, about <laughs> your wife <laughs> i know how that shit so, operates back in the day yeah. um and this is well 13 years ago coming up here in a couple of weeks yeah. um i used to sell our weed back in the day <laughs> and i used to sell it to her through a proxy a you know, mutual friend of ours and back then i didn't really keep track i had a grade no grade there wasn't like this strain and this strain and this strain. Right. it was mostly growing elvis and that was that my our mutual friend would always be like hey i gave it to her and she was always asking if it was the sativa 
So this goes on for like two years. And I'm like, who is this girl that keeps asking if it's a sativa? Like, it's not. It's I don't even know what it is. So anyway, we're out at the shed one night and watching the Eames Brothers, and our mutual friend shows up with my now wife, Victoria. And um, I'm like, hey, Dre, do you want to go outside and check the check the tire pressure? You know, we're going to go out and you know, make sure everything's okay with the tires. <laughs> she's like, I don't, but my friend Victoria might want to go. Yeah. So she comes out there. We're... We're getting the bowl packed and everything. She looks over and she's like, is that sativa? And I'm like, oh my God, you're the sativa bitch. And she's like, I think I am. So <laughs> now funny. she is lovingly referred to as my sativa bitch. That's and awesome. she loves sativa. So we always, we will always be growing. Like we're, yeah, we're, we'll always have a sativa online. That's great. Hey, that's dope. Like how y'all met through... Yeah, through weed. Through weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's dope. Hey, man, we be bringing people together. That, it'll last for a long, long for, time. For a long time. And you said 13 years, right? Yeah, 13 years, the, the 25th of this month. Dope. I'll be, uh, hold up, 12 in November. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a... It's, a, it's good. It's, it's good, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy to be, you know, this far into well she's you know she, we're we have a really good friendship yeah you know she helps with the grow she's she's a great grower of her own right so you know she's there measuring she's more detail oriented than i am yeah so you know we get the ph right to 5.7 oh, you know there's dope. no <laughs> i do the range five six to five eight she's yeah. at five seven yeah. so she's very good like That's she's dope. she's a good grower of her own right she knows what she's doing she's got a She's got a real strong eye. Why is that leaf curled? Or you know, why do we have this? Or you know, she's got a good eye. That's so dope. yeah, so it's fun to to work with someone that is is as invested as I am. Mm. You know, this is my life. It's my passion, and you know, this I wouldn't say is necessarily her passion, but she definitely likes doing what she does. Like she's yeah. she's really good at it. Well, Victoria, let me tell you, we just. What was that? You say that was Merlin Mints and crossed with Merlin's Mints and uh, Widow Cake, Widow and then cake? we threw a bunch of uh, and some Point Break in there. And some Point Break. Well, that's what that 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 Point Break is. That uh, yeah. yeah, and that's what and that's how I feel. It's yeah. not, like I don't, I don't like I, I don't feel anxious. Like, no, but it's like I'm like all right now. I got some things I can okay, do. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? I got some like, stuff I want to say. And it's funny <laughs> because I got like I told you I got to go help my friends move today. Yep. So. Let's see. Yeah. So, Victoria, what I what I've had so far has been quite quality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, well, look, check this out. Also, you said you were a consultant. Yeah. Well, I used to do quite a bit of consulting. Really? What goes? I mean, in 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 the cannabis community, right? Oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Forest Grove, can you talk a little bit about that, please? Sure. So, um, it kind of grew out of just doing advocacy, and uh-huh. this was back 2018 again with the passage of the hemp the hemp bill. Uh, in Oregon, there was a couple of grows that I helped. These guys were setting it up and they were just, they had questions. So yeah. I kind of went in and I wasn't really hired to do it to help them, but I ended up giving them you know, a lot of help and you know working with them you know pretty detailed. Yeah. Um, and then in the hemp world, people just wanted knowledge. Um, and we were selling our seed um, and my name was out there and people, I just started getting calls, you know, Hey, can you help with this? And um, a couple big farms, and then the farming community—they um, just know each other. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I got a farmer that's growing hemp down in Pennsylvania, and can you go down and check that out? Yeah. So uh, my first big indoor facility was a 
um, well, we didn't end up getting the job, but it was a 90,000 square foot um, abandoned Kmart in Shamokin, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Kmart's was, uh, all Kmart's are closed now, right? No, no, I, I don't think so. Oh, I thought they closed down. But I know Kmart's was huge. They were so huge. These, these, the, yeah. This is a big building. And, uh, yeah, the, the mayor of the town owned the building, and he had it rezoned so they could just grow cannabis there. His brother was the county judge or whatever, and they couldn't get a license. Oh. <laughs> they could not get a license to grow. That's crazy. Yeah, to have that much pull and not, not be able be to get able one. Be able to steal. Yep. Damn, that's crazy. So, yeah, you look at those markets, and then you look at where, you know, Vermont, and it's night and day. Yeah. Well, what, like, you was going there to help them just... Design a facility. Design a facility. Yeah. And what goes into that, like... Everything. Yeah, we think, <laughs> you know, on my knowledge, I'm like, all right, you need a building, you need lights... You need water, you need a table. So, yeah, so you need water that is clean, Yeah. right? You need lights that are as efficient as possible. If Are you going to grow under glass? Are you going to grow under lights? You know, how are you, how do you intend to cultivate? What do you mean grow under under glass? Um, So like a light deprivation greenhouse. Uh, You can grow in a greenhouse. It's like light supplemented. Okay, okay. So if it's rainy out, you throw some lights on, and they still get the PPFD that they're looking for. Exactly. And then you can alter their growth cycle just by dropping a shade over it, essentially. Yeah. All of that kind of comes into play. Is It's your cultivation strategy, right? It's it's, it's how do you intend to cultivate this plant, right? Are you going to do, I do, I have a thousand square foot room. I flip half a room every five weeks, right? So a full crop for me is 152 plants, Uh right? So I grow them pretty small. They're two, three feet tall. That's it, right? I don't grow big monsters. Yeah. I churn and burn. I have my system set up. Or are you going to grow in big living soil pots and, you know, kind of populate the room that way? Uh You know, so the the first thing you kind of really need to think about is how do you want to grow the plant? What, What is important to you? Is energy efficiency important? I worked with the guys over Clean Cannabis, and they were really interested in, you know, energy efficiency. So we, you know. I heard they got a a dynamic facility. Yeah, it's a really nice facility that they built. They run the same lights that I do. They're they're, they're called Agnetics. They're liquid-cooled, and they're just super efficient. They're they're Uh very, very bright, and they, you know, indoor they're okay for a bigger facility. Yeah. You start getting into five, 600 square feet, it's too much infrastructure to have to put in and you'd go into it, you know, a different LED, yeah. something like that. Um, so, you know, it, it's ju- not just light, not just water. It's how did those, <clears throat> what is the best light? What is the best? Um, so water, you know, if you're getting your water from a reservoir, you're right. probably gonna have some aspergillus in it, right? So if you're, you can't have aspergillus in your plants, so how do you, you, you know, you need to sterilize your water, right? So you can RO it, I believe, it will fix it. There's all kinds of different ways yeah. to, you know, do you filtrate it, um, you know, do you treat it? You know, you can use UV light. You know, I was down in a facility in, in Boston, and they use UV light to, to treat their water. Oh, wow. Um, to make sure that there's no, no fungus growing in there or bacteria growing in there. So, you know, all of these things kind of come into play. It's not just one, you know, lights, water, this, that, and the other. You know, you need to have some sort of strategy are you going to you know it goes back to you know not just plant count or you know population of your rooms but what kind of strains are you going to grow you know we grow a lot of sativas well they're they're an extra two weeks 
two and a half like these high sativa blends they don't finish in 63 days they yeah. finish in 75 days mm-hmm. 78 days so you got to plan that into your schedule uh, again it's just as simple as how many harvests are you going to get in a year yeah we do a harvest every five weeks once a month we're taking a fresh crop down Man, that's crazy well to, to us it's very important to have one of the big things i find that is overlooked is okay here's your thc number here's your terp number here's all the numbers that you can do when was it picked yeah. when was it cut down that's an important date yeah you know is when was that so we don't like to we're trying to find that balance where it's we're growing just enough that we sell just enough and until the next time yeah you know that's kind of the balance we were looking for I know we was talking <clears throat> earlier about, you know, like phenos and everything like that, but you really, I, you, you was telling me about things about growing that I never really thought even should be considered in growing. Like you was <laughs> talking about like, is it susceptible to uh, fungus? Oh, like, yeah, fungus. It, yeah, things like that. Absolutely, I mean, we live in a, you know, we live in a pretty rough environment to um, grow outdoors. Yes. Right, it's a very short season don't get a lot of uv light it's a wet fall it's it's rough especially this year when we were breeding hemp one of the things that we did is you want an early finisher Mm -hmm. 55 56 days you wanted that thing down and cropped so that it's the middle of september it's not the first week of october (laughs) right because first week of october is a much greater chance of rain once you get the rain you get the mold and all that so you can breed so it's less susceptible or less prominent you can't breed it where it's like ultimately protected from it, but you can, if you pay attention and find those strains that, you know, if you've got brown spot on 12 plants and two of them don't have brown spot, those two are the plants I want cuttings from mm. because those two are resistant, more resistant yeah. to brown spot. And if that's something that you're looking for when trying to create a strain, that's something that triggers to my head. It is. Okay. It's, boom, that's resistant. Yeah. Even thinking about that type of stuff, and you don't, you know, you grab a tomato plant, cucumber, you know, yeah. whatever, blueberries, you just put them outside and they do what they do. And you really don't have to, you think know. Think much. Yeah, think much. They just do it. But with cannabis, it's a lot more where are you where are you growing at and how is the environment and how will that environment affect this plant? Like, you can't, maybe you can grow, like, for example, not they're not yeah. this, but, like, you have a cush in Vermont that can grow good, but a cush won't grow good in California because it needs that type of environment. It can, it can withstand that harsh environment. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. So it's crazy, like, all these things go into... I met a guy at Nikan who was telling me, he was like, hey, all these plants are good for in Vermont. He was like, you put them, you, you plant them, they're resilient. You know what I'm saying? They're meant for... He was like, if they get hit with a frost, you'll be fine. Yeah, I grew a bunch of strains that yeah. they, they like They like a frost or two. Yeah. Toughens them up. My first year growing, <laughs> first frost it hit, mold. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, there's that too. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's what now that I'm knowing, like, there's things meant for this area or flowers meant for this area. Well, there's microclimates all over in the state. Microclimates. What right. Like, so, in, like so indoors I, or... Well, no, I'm talking about outdoors. What do you mean, microclimate? So, um, so I live on I've I live on a river, right? Okay. A little little mountain stream. Yeah. It, it's not a little; it's big. Um, <clears throat> anyway, there's a mountain on one side of me, and it goes right down into this valley, into this river. Then it goes straight back up this cliff. Uh-huh. So there's just fog that hangs there, yeah. right, because of the river. So in my backyard, where I grew plants one year, 
when we were doing all this research into different hemp varieties, we had 85 different hemp varieties in my backyard. There was a microclimate, and we, you know the fog lasts a little longer, and it right. comes a little quicker. And there's that all over the place. Dang, that's but that's you know that's just knowing where you're growing. Yeah, right? yeah. Any good farmer knows you know where his land is, what his land does, and yeah. you know plants accordingly. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm becoming a better farmer. <laughs> Always. Of hey, that. It, I learn. I learn every day. Yeah, it's crazy. Every day. Like. I see some of the, the, the flour produced by certain people, and I'm like, man, you're amazing. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. a lot of people I say that to, they also turn around and be like, I'm learning every day. day. I'm learning. I'm, I never every stop learning. Day. And even like as far, I'm not even saying as far advanced as I am, but from looking back from where I was at and look at where I am now, you know, that's kind of like, I'm not done learning because there's still more that needs to be done. Okay, I do know what I need to do with this, but what? What? Is, I've never seen this before. You know, I've never seen this, and it's just like a constant learning. You never, you'll never master cannabis. <laughs> no, and as someone who does a lot of crops in a year, yeah, you have good ones, you have bad ones, you have yeah. you know mediocre ones. It's just. You know, that consistency is really what you strive for. Yeah. So it's a challenge. You know, it's a, it's a living creature. Right? Yeah. It's a living thing. And my environmentalists in my indoor grow room operate differently when it's 20 below zero out yeah. than when it's 90 degrees out. Uh, and you've got to take that into account. You know, how my DHU is going to run a little hotter. Are the plants going to, you know, all of these things need to come into play. Uh, so it's Those are like things you... You have to know, you know what I'm saying? With, well, especially if you're going to spend a lot of money building a facility. Exactly. You want to have all of that, um, you know, you want to have all of those questions answered, yeah. right? So, and that's that's basically back to what I do in FERC Consulting. That's basically what I did was I helped design and facilitate these, you know, some of these facilities around. That's dope. Um, yeah, it's, um, it, it's fun. Right. You know, it's really fun to see you know, just some ideas on a piece of paper and, you know, and see it to full fruition and plants under lights and they're producing stuff and it's, it's working. That's crazy. You know, it's, it's really, it's satisfying. It yeah. really is satisfying. Um, <clears throat> I think that most of the markets around here are pretty well settled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to be building too many more facilities. So we've kind of shifted our consulting into, I've built a scorecard and you essentially just go in and look at the overall facility, look at your cultivation strategy, how you're doing it, look at your numbers, and kind of look at different ways that you can improve this spot, improve this, and improve this. And if you can improve, you know, half a percent here and a percent here and a percent there, all of a sudden over, you know, 15 categories, 20 categories, you can save yourself 5 or 10%. Mm. And the market's wonderful right now. We're in the honeymoon period. But as supply starts catching up and numbers start going down, you're going to need to be efficient. Yeah, like exactly. you're, all these inefficiencies in some of these facilities are going to become glaring. Mm. Yeah, it's they that some I've heard that a lot that we're still in the honeymoon phases, and every everybody's all joys and kicking. But once we get into the nitty gritty of it, when it needs to be consistent, that's when shit needs to be consistent. Yeah, I'm concerned about this year's outdoor crop. Yeah, you know it's been a really rough summer. Um, I think it's going to be a really rough fall. Yeah. And you know, it just we, our little state can't take much more. You know. Oh man, I know it's been it's been, been rough. Yeah, it's been rough. It's uh, I, yeah, you know, you live here. <laughs> I don't need to tell you, you live right yeah. on the river. Yeah.
So look, thank you so much for coming out. Really hey, great! It's been it. been a lot yeah. of fun, man. But before we go, we ain't done yet. Oh, you know right, we got, yeah, I got yeah, some. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, when I first was doing the podcast, I used to have a set of questions just to find out a little bit about the person we're having on, like what you like to do and stuff like that. But I stopped doing it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always, you know, you need to be consistent. So you know, I'm going to do. You gonna be my first person that I do this segment with, so excellent. Oh, you know, I told you everything that I do in here is off off trial and error. You know what I'm saying to figure things out. So uh, this segment is going to be called Own Weed. Okay. So I want to know what you like to do when you partake in smoking. You know what I'm saying. So the first question is, what is your favorite way to consume? Uh, I like doing bong hits. Bongs. You like the big bongs or the? I have, I have a two two foot glass bong. That's we, crazy. We call him Doctor Beaker. Doctor Beaker. <laughs> Everybody has a name for bongs. Yeah. I had Goldie. <laughs> I broke Goldie. Yeah. And I have oh I have another one that I'm going to be putting in some different projects when I start doing some video. I'm got, not going to tell you how long I've had this one because I know I'll break it as soon as I get home. <laughs> don't don't don't. I found that out. Don't say how yeah, long you had it. Exactly. Or it's going to it's going to down you. That's right. But I got Big Bertha. <laughs> It's probably like a two foot, you know yep. what I'm saying? Something like that, a foot and a half, something like that. But yeah, I had to. I ain't, yeah. ain't retired Bertha, but you know what I'm saying. I like I like the water filtration, and then we use um, these little uh, carbon filters that go over the mouthpiece. They're moose labs. There's these little carbon filters. They work wonderful. Really? Yeah, you can see how much tar and stuff they catch. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's been um, definitely yeah, those, makes it more cleaner. It does, and you know I do. They do a bong hit and I'm good to go. I don't have to, you know, we smoked a joint this morning, but that's not usually my way. You know, it's a lot more smoke to inhale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you do one little. Yeah, get you right. Yeah, get you right. I mean, I need to look into that. Because I like to get up to altitude and then just maintain. Maintain. That's it, Absolutely. Sir. Just, mm-hmm. Once you get there. Then <laughs> just maintain I, altitude. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, it's like a, you said a carbon filter is like a butt of a cigarette. You know, just for example, like a comparison. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's corn silk is what it's made corn of. Corn silk. Um, yeah, it just just little silicone thing that fits in the top of your bong. It'll fit over your pipe. It'll fit on the end of a joint. And it's got this little carbon filter in there, and you'd be amazed at how much just tar and stuff it picks right out. Let me see. I got to, because we're always trying to find different ways yeah, to, that's to mo- be. Moose Labs. All right. Let me write that shit down. Moose Labs. All right, Moose Labs. <laughs> We've been using them for years. They're great. Because uh, that's that's an important part right there. Is yeah, be, well, being clean. I, I like I like to smoke. I like to smoke flour. I yeah. grow I grow flour. Like yeah. that's what I enjoy. Um, so yeah. All right. All right. Next question is: What is you know when we smoke? We like to eat. You know what I'm saying. So what's your snack of choice when you smoke? Right now, I mean, it changes. Yeah, it's summer. It's summertime, and I'm eating these um, Welch's grape, and there's also peach. They're um, they're just these popsicles, and they're oh just fantastic. It's really we've had a few nice days, yeah. so it's been really nice to <laughs> to be like, oh my god, we, we, we here's summer, so um, let's quick eat a popsicle. So yeah. those have been I've been eating. I've been really on them all summer. Yeah. Um, Pie, I love pie in the fall. Mm. Um, so that's you know, and I'm looking forward to you know all those things. Although my wife is making a peach pie, I, I'm hoping as we speak. Oh, so I um, got I got a ton of blueberries. Oh, we just went. I, yeah. I have in my backyard. I have five blueberries, four in one section and one that stands alone. 
I've been taking care of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been taking care of some specifically, but I've seen that the more you take care of them, the better they better produce. They and now I'm to a point where I'm like, shit, I've been doing too good. Yeah. And now these blue, I got like a freezer full of blueberries. So we that, just, yeah, my wife and I, just, I, I, I drink a smoothie every day. Yeah. And part of that smoothie is blueberries. So. Yeah. The missus and I went and picked eleven pounds of blueberries last last weekend. You should have came here. So I didn't. I didn't know, Chris. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. I mean, we live out in Mud City, and there's a great place to pick bloobs. So yeah. we, were, we were out there, and um, yeah, it was nice. It was a lot of fun. It's a good that's Sunday dope. afternoon project. Yeah, that sounds like eleven pounds. That's but, why. Well, but it's that. That's what we have for the year. Yeah, for the year. Right. Yeah, so we've yeah, got yeah. them all frozen. They're all in bags. Yeah. I'm sure, there's going to be a blueberry pie coming. There's, you know. I, I, I'm making jam. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah I've yeah. been jamming it up. I've I've been a little lackadaisical lately, just because I've been a little busy. But you know what I'm saying. So, well, one thing I want to just you spoke to the more care you're giving your blueberries, the better the plants we're we're producing. Yes. In the cannabis world, I like to call that the plant to love ratio. Oh. And that is basically the more love you give your plants individually, is the more the better they're going to come out. Yes. You know, and and you know, attention. They they they. They know, you know. They, the, I, I know it sounds crazy. No, it doesn't because I'm. You're saying it. <laughs> I know. I've noticed that like real, plants are really reactive to everything that you do. Like when you feed them, when they'll tell you, "Okay, I need water," so I'm sad. And then when they're good, they how they pick up their we call their it leaves, singing, singing. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're what I'm singing. saying. Yeah, but it's just awesome to see. I always go out and just look at the top of them to see. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes when I'm the sun's out, they've been watered properly. They're getting everything that they they're need. Just happy. They just oh my god, they're just so happy. I love to see <laughs> it. And I walk out there, I have a joint, and I just be walking. I'm like, you looking good today, ma'am. Look at you over there, leaves all standing and shit. You know what I'm saying? I love like interacting with my plants. Sometimes I yep. think I look. If somebody was to walk around the corner. And just see me talking to a whole bunch of plants, <laughs> they'd be like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be on this." Actually, property. Chris, they'd probably be like, "That tracks." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the mood. <laughs> Look, so next question is, what's what's your mood music when when you smoke in the in the background? I, what's yeah, your... I'm I'm a deadhead. I've been oh, I've been there I, a lot. You're in Vermont. You know what I'm saying? Well, so you know, I, it's not that I don't like fish. Um, I do. Well, I've, I've right met now, a lot of dead deadheads and fish heads, or uh, is fish are they called fish heads? I'm not sure. I think yeah. so. But some, but I've seen like you know a lot of people I've had on. It's been like we're deadheads and we love fish, and you know it's like the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's just what suits my fancy. Yeah, um, I do like a good reggae beat. Yeah, you know, um, Buju Bantan. Oh yeah, no Sugar Manat, yeah. you know, Morgan Heritage, that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. You know, not not so much the dance hall, but just good roots beat. Yeah. Definitely that nice smooth. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Depends yeah. on what I'm smoking too. Yeah. You know, if I'm smoking something's all uppity, and I'm going out and playing golf or something like. Well, if I'm playing golf, I don't want to listen to music. But <laughs> you know, if I'm uh, out gardening or something like that, I'm definitely going to want something that's upbeat, and just happy and chill. And yeah. um, Ernst Wrangling, it's always been a fave. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know that. Oh, one. check him out. He's. Great. I, well, that's what yeah. I was about to say. I it's all say instrumental, him. and it's just. It's I like happy, chill. My my part, my grow partner out in Oregon is a jazz drummer, oh. and uh, he's turned me on to a lot of really good just just mood music. Yeah. So that, that was mood one of them. music. I love mood music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's man. right. So when you smoke, what do you like to you know what do you like to watch? Right now, I'm rewatching the Anthony Bourdain's. Um, okay. And just really enjoying that and. 
I mean, it makes you sad because we lost him. But, yeah, he's no longer um, But just really fun to watch that. Um, I think the wife and I are going to try and go to Italy here the next six months or so. That's dope. So we've been rewatching the Stanley Tucci's and kind of figuring out where it is that we want to, you know, highlight where we want to go and that sort of yeah. thing. You know, just kind of putting some stuff together. You know, the world's kind of opening back up again for us. So we're, you know, Take excited to start it. participating. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that kind of thing. Just kind of, we don't watch a ton of TV in the summertime. Yeah. Um, we're generally too, we're out riding bikes. Um, we, we're both avid golfers, you know, so we're out, we're usually out doing things. Um, and then we're too tired to go really watch a whole lot. Yeah, we turned it on. It's hard watching you. Yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, and we don't keep a TV in the bedroom or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's a that's a whole separate thing. So, you know, but yeah, right now those those are kind of the, the food shows are kind of what we're watching. That's good food shows. I, yeah. I was a chef before. Right. You know, I love cooking, so I was I used to be really heavy into. What's, I'm. It's funny because I'm a very finicky eater. Really? Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I've got all kinds of rules. Um, oh, okay. My wife is queen of complicated cooking. Like oh. it takes six steps, and she's got to render a duck, and there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff like that's all the better. Yeah. So it's yeah, it, it's fun. Well, I make a, I make some. I'm a, I'm a grill master. There you go. And a lot of grill masters don't know that they have my picture in their wallet because they don't know that they, I'm the man when it comes to grilling. <laughs> Because I love grilling. <laughs> I, I grill in the wintertime, but I make some wings that it takes about two days to make. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, we, we, we might have to put you on one day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put you on. Let you see if my rules, see if these rules work. apply. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you said a little bit about it, but what type of activities? You know what I'm saying? When you, what is, what's your, you know, you know, I heard you say you like to go hiking and yeah, or, we def- or bike riding. We definitely do a lot of bike riding. We we've got e-bikes, so yeah. we've been doing a lot of the rail trail. What's what's left of it? Um, yeah. Um, thankfully, around where we are, isn't too bad. Um, like I said, I'm I play a lot of golf. Yeah. I play three four times a week. Um, in summertime, um, we like to sail. We got paddle boards. We like to go. You know, just do the 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 normal couple things in the summertime we go to farmers markets we go pick blues we go for bike rides yeah picnic stuff like that we're dinks we don't have kids (laughs) that's good both both our dogs passed last year so we're kind of just empty nesters yeah well i mean without the kids well there's seven leaf that that, 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 that takes there's that baby there so (laughs) right exactly (laughs) um but you know we we designed that facility so that the two of us could run it like that so that it's not so overwhelming right so that was really important to us is to we we don't want something that um i I don't want to be managing hr yeah right i don't like that it's enough to go deal with the accountants and the lawyers and the everybody else i don't need all that extra stuff extra stuff exactly right so that was kind of how we did it um you know we're not trying to be greedy we have a nice harvest um you know our plants are happy they got space they're they're, they're happy plants and that's what's important to us that's good so they'll you know they express better i think that way yeah they do happy so plants plant to love ratio yeah, plant to love ratio because we can go in you know we you know we're defoliating 7l7 7l6 right now yeah. so east elmore and uh <clears throat> excuse me my wife and i'll do that in about five hours yeah. and that's a full forensic defoliation like we'll pull 80 85 percent of the leaves off oh. so all right the lights we oh, grow yeah, on, the lights me. yeah yeah the lights we grow under are very powerful and in two weeks that you will not even it, we'll have to pick them all again 
That's dope. We pick them every two, three weeks. Like we just defoliate. So All right. trying to get that timing down. And like you said, it's it's learning. It's learning. Right? Because yeah. some strains like it better than others. Some ones like it more. Some have the stretch longer. You know, yeah. we do we do a defoliation right after the stretch well some plants stretch for two weeks some stretch for 10 days yeah. some barely stretch at all so you know it's notes notes it's, notes it's, i would say like we we keep yeah. extensive journals extensive plant logs notes um just because you have to yeah. um and you know the, the nice thing um and this is the final thing the lights that i use they uh log everything as well so they keep track oh, of wow. epd for me leaf temperature environmental temperature root temperature um, yeah, I've got, I can get, a, I've got a lot of data to work with. That's awesome. So knowledge is power. No, definitely. The more you know, the better crop you can do. And like I said, it's, it's a learning experience. Yeah. You know, we're all trying to do the best we can. Yeah. And it, sometimes you do good. Sometimes you make mistakes. That's, it's going to happen and keep moving on. Keep moving. Chin That's up, it. move forward. That's it. Keep, all right, brother. Keep growing. <laughs> well, look, man, thank you so much for coming out. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. It was, this was awesome. I, I love when people come out and see my vision and they want right. to jump on board. You know what I'm saying? And just helping with the, with you know, coming yep. on and being a part of my show. So I greatly appreciate that, man. I really do. Well, can you tell them where to find you? Uh, We're at like, Seven Leaf Genetics on Instagram. Yeah. I think it's uh, the number seven underscore leaf genetics or seven leaf underscore genetics. Yeah. Um, sevenleafgenetics.com is our website. I mean, I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm shifting over to threads. We'll see how I'm kind of yeah, in that gray. I'm in blue sky and I got my toe in a couple yes. of them. We do a little bit with the social media. Our Instagram's probably our best account. Like that's what we pay attention to the most. So it's easy. It's the easiest for us to interface with. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit on Facebook, but mostly just Instagram and probably threads um, will be the replacement to, to Twitter. So yeah. um, I've been seeing Twitter starting to. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. I don't know how that shit works, man. I'm I feel like I'm on. I don't. So I, I mean, I'm 55, so I'm <laughs> kind of the o o older end of the uh, of so this industry. So. I'm on the younger end <laughs> of this industry, where I'm like, all right, man, that's enough. Like I've I've already had my, but so I'm trying to keep up with my social medias and things like that. But I'm learning, I'm getting it together. We do, know. I post some stuff, and yeah. like I said, it's, you know, it, it's an adventure. Yeah, it's an adventure. <laughs> well, once so. again, Smoking Joe, my man's Seven Leagues Genetics, thanks for coming out. Hey, thanks Appreciate for having me. Yeah. And thank y'all for listening. You know where you can find me. I'm on Instagram, Conversations Podcast. Thank y'all for listening, man. Greatly appreciate y'all. Y'all know what it is. Y'all stay blazing and stay amazing. And we out. We're great. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs>